what is up guys we're back with the boots entrepreneur podcast guys and we have a lovely special guest here would you like to introduce yourself hey my name is donna clunder so yeah here i am what's up donna <laughs> how's it going what's, um it's good and good so, you know adjusting to the civilian life <laughs> okay okay you uh Let's start with this. You were a Marine, correct? Yes, I was. You enlisted when? I enlisted in January 2008. Yeah, a long time ago. 2008, okay. Why did you enlist? Why did I enlist? Why I enlist? Yeah, why did you enlist? Um, Well, I guess I I wanted to go to school initially and it didn't end up going as planned because I guess it's kind of different for like a Spanish speaking family. And then they came from, my mom's from Dominican Republic and my dad's from Ecuador. So they don't really like know how to prepare you to go to college. So I already had my mindset that I want to go. And then they kind of like didn't help me as I, as much as I needed them to help me. So the plan failed. And then I seen them, uh, one of my friends, he was a male Marine and uh, he was from my high school and he graduated and I saw it and it just motivated me so much. I was like, wow, like look at him in uniform. Like this is badass. I, I really want to be like this. Um, I initially also was thinking about doing the air force first, but then I chickened out. I was going to do the army. Then I chickened it out. But then I, like I said, I saw my friend, he was in, um, he just graduated boot camp, So that motivated me for, to, um, join the Marines. And I really went like, I remember it was December, 2007 I literally walked into the office I was like hey um sign me up I'm ready to go and then I obviously got shipped in January Jesus. so you there was no ifs ands or buts your mindset was like hey I want to do this no matter what oh yes definitely it was there was no like uh he, I was not hesitating at all I just really wanted to join it's just I don't know I just seeing him in uniform it's just like it just motivated me because he was like a different person so I just knew that I wanted to be a better person and that's why I wanted to enlist now let me ask you this what did your parents feel about you my parents oh wow um my dad was my dad was the only one that was good he was kind of motivated but my mom was the one that didn't want me to go she was so worried about deploying and me going places and the funny thing about it is that i wanted to just like leave the house that's my main thing i was like i want to i want to leave new york i was at the mind my mindset at the time so but uh she was upset but i think once i graduated boot camp and they seen me you know like graduate that's what got them to be so happy and that i succeeded in the graduated boot camp so you became a marine and you what, what job did you go for at first uh, I wanted to go admin, and I, I actually wanted to get legal, and then I ended up being admin. Um, so I I don't know why. I Honestly, I don't know why I picked that initially. I I think he's just the, the recruiter at the time talked to me, and I was like, okay, sure, I do rec- recruiting. Uh, I mean, I, I, I should do, I'll do um, admin, but later on, I wanted to change it, but that's a different topic. <laughs> so you went in as, as an admin, not knowing what to expect you just kind of said yes to it because it was in the moment you were hyped up yeah it was <laughs> the, the adrenaline rushing and whatnot um and you graduated boot camp so first four set of years right what was that like your first four years if you can sum it all up 
the first floor. Um, it was actually, um, it was great. It was definitely great. It, I was so motivated. Um, a lot of, I was say, I went to Okinawa as my first G station. And it was just a, you know, party zone over there. I'm not gonna lie. And um, the people in my shop was actually really good. Like I had, that's like the only time I had like great leadership. Like I had a great master uh, garden sergeant. A grand, I, had, I, could keep, I could keep going. They just were a great uh, team at the G1. That's why I worked at. And um, it was just so fun to go every day. <laughs> you were G1? Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, it was just, it was just like, they were great. I, I loved working every day. And also I loved like the off time I had, like the weekends. So I enjoyed those two years. It's just, honestly, I felt like it flew by. Were you at Courtney? No, I was in um, Kinzer. Oh, oh God. It wasn't bad at all. It was right next to Naha. <laughs> but then they made that uh, Naha freaking, what's it called? They put it off limits. You can't even go to Naha no more. What? See, no, that's, that sucks. Don't, see, I'll be, I'll be sad if I was then um, at that time. But it was perfect then. I know a lot has changed. I know like they had a, like, I guess when you were in Kinzer, you could like actually walk onto the water. I, I think now there's like a wall or something like that. So, but it was a great time. I actually, that's my best duty station, hands down. Okinawa. Yep, I'm gonna agree with that one. Same. <laughs> Let me guess, gate two? No, absolutely not. Salsatinas, that was my thing. Or Psycholos was a thing too. <laughs> oh my gosh. You People that are listening to the podcast right now, let's just say Okinawa is a whole different story. What happens in Okinawa stays. Stays in Okinawa. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> That's crazy. So that was two years, right, in Okinawa? Yeah. Actually, I would... Um, I was actually talking to my friend the other day. I thought it's funny that I was a land, I got, I was an SMP president at the time there. And um, I got the gold card as well, like under a year. And then I also was able to uh, drive there too. I had like a vehicle. So I had the, the, the POV license as well. And I learned how to drive in Japan as well, because in New York, you know, you don't really need a car. So I learned in Japan on the other side of the road. So it was like pretty good, like three station. After that, then, um, um, my myself and he we were dating at the time uh, we uh, we I went to um, Miramar just again so we were uh, we got stationed there for two years as well that's your husband both dual military got stationed together yeah we were lucky it, it was lucky because it was before because you know like how it is you have to get married and then you get uh, the orders now for us we just luckily got Miramar <laughs> I was like oh thank god <laughs> No kidding. And you guys were dating in Okinawa, and then it kind of went down to Miramar. And then we got married in, in California, yes. What? That's yeah. Pretty, uh, wow. Pretty lucky, yeah. Holy yeah, God. we were lucky, because usually people, like, get married. Well, we, we, we end up getting married, but I, I was prior to the, you know, the odors. Shoot. Okay, so two years Okinawa, then two years in Miramar and then your contract was coming to an end. Yes. Right? Now, yes. what made you want to raise your hand and commit to another four years of your life? Okay, well, this is funny because I was gonna get out. I was like 100% gonna get out. Oh no, for it was so like, I w it was January 2008, uh, 2012, which was my EAS. 
And I last minute, it was a sergeant major. He came up to me. He's like, you better be 100%, you know, like that you want to get out. Like you have to be like 100%. And if not, then you should stay in. And I was like, damn, it made me feel bad. I was like, okay, you know what? I do want to stay in. Um, uh, at the time, you know, like um, I think in, in the four years I did have my son. So that was a decision maker. Like, do I stay in, stay out? Um, I wanted to get out just to raise him, honestly. But then I didn't. I, I don't know. I just need to be uh, independent. So I need to make my own money. That's why I wanted to stay in. Um, so I was, I extended three times and I was going to do a lap move, but then I ended up uh, becoming a tier one Marine and I got an opportunity to stay in because the boat space was closed at the time. So um, I was kind of like, oh my, I have no chance of staying in. But some way, somehow I got recommended and I got to stay in. But it was mainly the the independence why I want to stay in. And that was, okay, so then that was 2012, right? Yes. And you were a sergeant? Uh, yeah, uh, no, at the time, no, because admin at the time, the, the you already know the how to pick up was like so hard. So, um, and then I remember that was a lot, um, that time is when they took away the uh, 60 points in order to run a list, because that's that was a thing to help for your MOS. But they took that away, so um, no, I got promoted in 2013 for sergeant. So 2013, okay. But I went to 11th Mew next. No kidding. Yes. And where 11th Mew is in California, correct? Yes, it's uh, uh, it's in um, Camp Pendleton. Shoot, where'd you guys go? Uh, first it was we stopped at. Singapore, no, it was Hong Kong, then Singapore, then Oman, then Singapore again, and then Hawaii. Stop. It was the best time ever. <laughs> How long were you guys on ship for? Um, it was eight months, but you know, the workups uh, prior to that, so it was like on and off. So I'll say like probably like a year and some, like maybe like 12 months, 13 months. Just on ship, living on ship, back and forth. And all oh, back and forth. I think like eight months would be straight. No, no straight. That would, that would be the deployment. The workups kind of affected it. The funny thing about it is like it was kind of hard dual military because uh, he ended up just coming back, coming back from the uh, 31st Mew and then I went. So it's just like, yeah. I was on the 31st Mew. Oh, crazy. were you? <laughs> wow. It's crazy. <laughs> so wait. So, okay. You were on the Mew, and he was on the Mew. But you guys were he was on the Mew. No, he was on the Mew first, and then he came back, and then I went. Jesus. And you guys were apart for how long? Uh, well, I'll say, well, the, I don't know, actually. I can't even tell you, honestly. It's just so, we're so used to it because of, like, the dual, like, dual military. is like, okay, whatever. You, your turn, my turn. I really wanted to deploy so bad. Like, it was so hard to, like, in Okinawa, you know, you have those opportunities to do it, but I couldn't do it. But um, I was, I actually was initially going to go to 13th Mew, but something happened. <laughs> and uh, I feel like, I feel like the leadership was not letting me go because of their own personal reasons. So I finally got moved to 11th Mew and then I just really wanted to go out. So I know it's going to be hard on the family. We all knew that, but we just, we wanted to do something to, you know, get better as a Marine. And your experience on ship, what was that like? Um, 
60 females, three toilets, two showers, and like what, three sinks. Imagine that. Yeah, that was just uh, <laughs> hard. And then uh, the food was trash. Um, the living, living space is kind of small. But like the only thing I could see that's positive, like the people that we were, we were on ship with, we got, we got really close. It's, you actually sat down in the char hall or the mess, mess deck and you actually talked to the, you know, people. Because you know, nowadays people are usually on their phones, but you actually communicate and get to know people. And because you, know, you can't really use our phones because there's no service. But it was pretty good. Like they become your brothers and sisters. So I actually enjoyed the meal at first you know it's kind of sucked everything usually sucks in, mar in the marines and then you end up missing it yeah i think that's the biggest thing is like at first we're like damn this sucks when you're actually there in the moment but then whenever you kind of look back and you're like holy crap that actually it sucked <laughs> that's um, true um okay so you went to the to the mew you come back and then what um at the Mew, uh, when we were on the Mew, we found out that we got histed, I think, this was prior to me, uh, deploying, we got histed for recruiting. But then me and him, we like, no, we chose uh, drone instructor. So that's when we came back. I had a, a couple months here and then ship off to DI school. And DI was something you wanted to do. That was oh, definitely. That was always, always something I wanted to do. I just never really uh, expressed it because, you know, it's kind of like, what's oh, my goal? I don't want to say it out loud because, you know, people, I want some brujeria on me and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, something my mom would say. <laughs> For real? You, yeah, I mean, I mean like, I'm not going to lie. That's how... People are shady, so I was like, you know what? Let me express and keep my goal and visualize it, and then it will happen. So you become a DI, one of your hard, well, one of the hardest, I would say, duties in the Marine Corps is drill instructor. I mean, recruiters. I mean, they have it pretty hard too. Yeah. There's a big fight between the recruiters and drill instructor who has it harder. Um, but I've seen both sides. You know, and mad respect to you guys to recruiters or to Marines in general, because now transitioning out, you kind of see the inside and you're like, holy crap, man, that's a lot. Like, that's a lot of stress. Yeah, that's true. Um, I mean, I mean, any, any big bill is stressful, I would assume. Like, I mean, I, I was gonna, I know I spoke to recruiters and I know a couple of them, but I just know it's, it just sucks both, um, any big bill it. But um, yeah, this, this job was, uh, it was very stressful, honestly, but um, I didn't care about the drama or, you know, stuff happening to me, like negative stuff or me failing in any way. Like all at the, at the end of the day, I really want to be a drone instructor. That's all I, I wanted to do. Like I that that never like left the passion, I guess, or me just wanting to be that never left. So whatever came my way, I still wanted that. Like I saw I'm like so hard headed. So like when I want something, I just. I'm a, I'm, I don't care. I want it. <laughs> yeah. And what was the most, like, I guess, the highlight of being a drill instructor? Like, what is it something that keeps you driven? I just really wanted to make a great product. Like, I wanted to make a great, like, 
group of Marines. Like, I feel like every single cycle, like I, I some stuff I struggle, I, okay, you know what, I'll, next cycle, I'll fix it. And then I'll keep on going. And the next cycle, you know, I suck at this, you know, why, I, you know, I could have done better in this. Okay, I'm gonna get, uh, get better. So like, I mean, for me, what kept me driven is just being a better, I guess, drone instructor and making and helping those Marines be better as well. So like, I'm gonna, no drone instructor comes into, you know, a platoon, a brand new just drone instructor, and they know what to do. They don't. And then they need those leadership above to train them in order to, you know, become a great drone instructor or in that passion that you have inside of you, obviously to make that good product or, or want to make that good product. Because at the end of the day, that your only job is to to make the basic trainer Marine. That's, that is your job. But um, for me, it was just, I always wanted to be, you know, make that great product. Like every cycle was just like, it's a competition. I just wanted to like, you know, like, okay, I want them to win this. I want them to win this. It's not all about trophies, but it's also like about them winning is making them like really good. So, yeah. So your goal is to make them better. At the end of the day, your goal is to provide them for the rest of their career. Yeah, it is. I mean, that's our, that's our only job. Sometimes people forget it. I'm not gonna lie, but that is our job. It sucks. It really sucks. You have to sacrifice yourself. Like, and, and, I, and I got this, uh, this quote from, like, um, not cool, but someone told me this. She was a bad leader, in my opinion. But one thing I take from her is she said, you have to sacrifice yourself in order to make them. Like, and like, it's true. Like, you'll be tired. You're going to have no food, no sleep. You want to see your family. You miss holidays. Like, you don't, you don't get to do these things. Like, you have to remember the only reason why you wanted to be a drone instructor. And that's what's going to keep you going. Um, you have to like I said, you have to sacrifice yourself. It doesn't matter if you're hurting, you're sick, whatever. You just have to show up every day and train them. And at any point, did you want to throw in the towel? Nope, never. Huh. It's funny because um, people tried to make me quit, but it didn't happen. I don't care about it. Don't care about the drama. It's just for any, any drama instructor experiences in the past too. So I'm not by myself on this, but I will never wanted to quit that was never there's never been a, a thought in my mind like you know I don't want to do this I can't do this no more like no not at all it's just it's not because it's not in my nature it's not it's not it's just I just didn't want to because I want to be a drone instructor that's at the end of the day that's what I want to be but people are probably you know I'm assuming people are talking about you they're trying to bring you down your energy you know you're trying to stay up and above you're trying to you know keep your head up you know you don't care what people say now, what, yeah. what, what do you, what, cause I'm sure there's a lot of people listening to this right now and they're probably going through the same situation. They got people talking about them, whether it be in the military, outside of the military, and they're trying to bring them down. Now, what advice could you give to those people out there that are feeling like that? Hmm. For me, it's just like, just remember why you want it, whatever your, you know, whatever job you're at, just remember the why, like you remember the purpose Remember, remember your purpose in life, you could say. Um, I mean, this, the, the, what I did is just, I just know that's what I wanted. That's, that's nothing could change my mind. I don't care about what people say about me or what negative things they could say about anybody. It's never been a, I don't know, I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not into the drama. Like, I can't do it. Like, I would never talk bad about anybody else. So when they do talk about me, I don't care. I'll be, I could be in a fly in a wall and I hear them talking negative. It shouldn't matter. Like, I don't know how to say it. I just don't think you should worry about what other people are doing. It's not necessary. It doesn't benefit you at all. 
So why just focus on you and, and only you only. Right. You know, cause that's, that's the biggest thing, you know, in any career that you drive or try to go for, even like for those that are listening military wise, outside of the military, you know, me entering the real estate and, and doing other stuff outside of it. Like even for real estate agents, they get other realtors that talk crap about them, about how they're not performing and they're doing their job or, you know, why they put this house and why didn't they do that house to this house or those improvements here and there. People are always going to talk about it. That's bad. And, and for the people that are listening, it's just to stay tunnel vision. You know, stay tunnel vision. If, if you don't, if, the only person that's going to pick you up is honestly you. Yeah. I, I can't agree with that anymore. I mean, even for this transition for me and you, I got out. Yeah, I had my P's and Q's lined up. Everything was beautiful. I, I jumped right into something beautiful. But guess what? I still felt like shit. I yeah. still felt a little depressed. I still, damn, man, I miss my boys. I miss all this crap. I miss wearing that uniform. And I'm like, you know, I gave it a week or two and it, you know, it kept coming in. In and out, I get my motivation back up. Like, I'm ready to rock and roll. And then, boom, once again, that little, you know, spiral. Circle. Yeah, it's a roller coaster. The roller coaster of emotions. And then you're like, you know, I remember waking up one day. And, you know, it's you know, early in the morning. And I wake up and I'm like, fuck, man, why don't I feel like doing anything? Like, I don't want to do crap. I just want to lay here and just, just contemplate and think. And then, for some odd reason, in my head, I thought to myself, I'm like, bro, what are you doing? You were like, what are you doing, man? You have time. You have tools. You have two hands. You got two eyes. You got two feet. You got a full body, a computer. You got a phone. You got this <laughs> audience of people that watch you. You got yeah. this, this. You got opportunities, but you're not going after them. So I'm like, okay, it's either I'm going to suffer and keep digging myself a deeper hole, or I'm going to grab my fucking, I'm going to sit. I'm going to grab my nuts, and I'm going to get the type of life. And yeah. So then I looked at the curriculum for real estate. I'm like, holy crap, that's a lot of classes. And I was like, well, screw it, man. I, I'm going to have to put myself through these classes. And I did them all. Boom. Oh, shoot. Nice. Every, every test passed. Everything was done. All I got to do is go take my license test. And that's in two weeks, right? Okay. But I'm like, you know what? Like, I thought to myself, like, it's either I'm going to do it or I'm not going to do it. Because I could have still been complaining, still, you know, felt bad about myself, you know, all this crap. And I would have still been in the same position, you know? So I think a lot of people out there, you know, you're going to go through this, this transition, no matter if you stay 10, 20, 30 years, whatever it may be, because I'm pretty sure right now, me and you, there's people laughing at us like, damn, they're missing out. They got out. Oh man. Yeah. They're, <laughs> they're probably suffering out there. And I'm like, on this side, laughing like, well, guess what, buddy? You won't get out too someday. By True. the time you get out, I'm already going to be established. And adjust it. Adjust it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. I mean, I didn't know. I was ignorant. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I had no idea that this happens to veterans at all. Like, I didn't. Like, I had no idea. Like, I was just like, oh, whatever. I, I know what to do. I already have a plan. I'm good. And all of a sudden, like, I didn't cry when I got my um, – uh, when I left Paris Island, I when it, like I drove cross country to California, it didn't hit me. I got here maybe two weeks later after being here, and he was working. And my son was in school. All of a sudden, it just came out of nowhere. Like 
I'm still a thug, by the way. So, I, you know, I cry, but I'm still a thug. But, <laughs> but it just happened. I was like, what? Oh, my God. And like you said, like, I, I start, I mean, I just felt like I didn't want to do nothing. I felt so sad. It, it had, it's, not, it's not that I didn't miss the Marine Corps. I, I, I miss the times I had. I cherish that. I, I do. I, I, I love the people I met, the great times I had. It's just, it's not that I want to go back. It's just, a, it's just, I don't know, it's my body reaction of, I guess, getting out. It's kind of weird. Yeah, because I think, it, and that's for me too, like, when people ask me, bro, would you go back in? Hell no. <laughs> for real? <laughs> no, I would not. No. I got a little taste because I went on a little um, adventure to LA with one of the recruiters out there. They gave me an opportunity to, to you know, go go do a little um, events with them. And just being back in the environment, I was like, hold on. No, I don't. Wait, what am I? Like, I had already gotten so adjusted to the civilian world or just who I am as Armando Nava that yeah. you know, I, I put that Sergeant Nava in a box and I put him in the closet. Like, hey, you stay there, you know? And it's like, you're trying to put something back on that it's like, you don't want it anymore. It's like, you know, a breakup, you know, ex that keeps trying to come back. But you're like, no, go away. <laughs> but anyways, that's aside from the point. But it's like, you know, I think... Uh, it's, it's definitely gonna happen for everyone. And, and it's like, you have to accept it. And, you know, it's like, it's like a weight on you. Like, like, even for me, like, it took me a while for it to come to me because I was driving and I'm cruising. I'm happy as hell. I'm like, dude, I'm out. Holy crap. Just <laughs> go. And a week later, I don't know. Boom. Just a weight. Bam. This hits you like a freaking train. And you're just like, Holy crap, dude! I don't, I, I don't like anything. I, no, what am I doing? <laughs> what the hell? I can't even eat. I can't sleep. I can't. Yeah. Sit. And that's because, keep in mind, we didn't go to war. We didn't go to combat. We didn't do any of that crazy stuff. Yeah, and it still affects you. And it still affects you. So I can only imagine those people that lived it, that breathed it, that did twenty yeah. years that were out shooting, fighting wars, doing all this crazy stuff, and then come back here and just... That's crazy, yeah. That's true. I agree. I was like, wow. That's why That's why I started thinking, of like, man, I shouldn't be talking. You know, like I said, it was always somebody, you know, that been through worse, like, always. And it's just like, I have to, like, like you said, I have to talk to myself a lot. I literally do talk to myself a lot. And I've been reading... I, I tried to read, this was the summer though, not in school because now I got too much homework, but I used to read self-help books, like how to get better. Cause I'm like, I, I don't want to fail. I that's not my, you know, I want to like be good. It's just, it's hard. It is definitely hard. <laughs> yeah. Cause I mean, so you, you became a DI, right? And let, let's pick off where we left off, right? You became a DI and then you did that for how many years? How, how many what? How many years did, were you a DI for? Oh, I was three years. Three years, yeah. Okay, so after those three years, you were done. Yes, yes, I was done after that because uh, um, uh, yeah, I got out uh, after was it my last platoon I graduated was this year March 29th. Uh, then uh, a week I I got out terminal, and then a week later I was out of, of my AS. And was that your decision to get out? It was not actually. But I'm glad it happened. Honestly, it's something that, you know, if I go in the past, if I could change anything, I wouldn't change nothing. I learned, like, I, I for me, it was a mistake that I made. And 
it's also a bad leadership that plays a fact a factor in this situation. But um, I learned from my mistakes. Everything's a learning uh, opportunity for me. So I'm kind of glad it happened. Yeah. Now, say for those people out there that are probably going through a time where you know they're in a situation where they did something wrong, right? What's the best way to cope with that? You know? uh, it's because I'm sure everyone had eyes on you, like, wow, you're, you're a monster. Like, you just feel like you, 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 you feel like you just, oh, yeah. and everyone's just looking at you like, God, you're disgusting. Like, I can't believe you would do something like that. What, what, <laughs> what kept you kind of like, everything's gonna be okay, you know? Um, the advice of that, yeah, I definitely, I mean, I went through it uh, multiple times, I feel like. I mean, I never uh, messed up ever my Marine Corps career until I became a drone instructor, to be honest. Um, so it was like a first time, like shocker, like, wow, I messed up me. That's not my, that's not me. Um, but so I'm not gonna lie, it was very hard on me emotionally, but I just remember the reason why I wanted to be there. Like, and my, my goal was to prove everybody wrong. So like, I had to be resilient. Like I had to like, like, okay, you know, I got knocked down, I'm gonna get back up. Oh, people are talking about me. Oh, people are being saying that I suck or they're being negative towards me. Okay, I'm gonna prove you wrong. I'm gonna keep doing it. Oh, you're still talking about me? Okay, okay, whatever. I'm gonna keep going. So I kept going and pushing myself into becoming better. Didn't care about what people are talking. Even when I had a bunch of negative stuff happen to me or bad, I'm not gonna lie, bad leadership. It's just, it's very annoying because you can't do nothing, honestly, with bad leadership since they're above you, but you can remind them their rank sometimes. You're like, hey, you know, hey, Sassar, hey, Garnstein, you know, your job is to, you know, lead me. You, you know, you're supposed to mentor me and it's supposed to, you know, make me kind of have to remind them in, in a way as, you know, as a sergeant or below, whatever the case is, because you have to, because if not, then they'll, you know, walk all over you. But for me, the negative leadership, it was kind of, um, it kind of made it difficult, but I did not. Like, uh, I did not fail. I did not, you know, crack down. I did not quit. I just had to keep pushing forward. Like, I had to be better, have to, like, prove them wrong that I could be, you know, the best or try to be the best. Okay. So, for you, it was just more or less people talked about you. You just kept doing your thing. You're just like, I'm Yeah, I don't care. Yeah, I really don't. I never, I mean... It sucks. Sometimes like, you're like, oh my God, just leave me alone. Like, why? why? I think the people uh, out there that see people talking crap should put a stop to it. They should co come to like, hey, why are you talking crap about them? How about you go up to them and tell them in person? Since that issue is bothering you so much and you want to correct the deficiency, then go up to them and talk to them about it. Do not talk about somebody behind the back. There's nothing that benefits that person you're talking behind the back because they don't know you're talking about it because it's behind their back. I mean, I mean, that's my opinion. Like, I feel like I'm very uh, blunt and aggressive. Um, when it comes to certain certain things, like if I see somebody talk, I'm like, hey, go up to them. Like, stop talking. What, what's the point? What's the point of talking behind the back? Come on. Yeah. I think a lot of people are very afraid of confrontation or just to kind of speak up and, you know, say how they feel. You know, um, I got that a lot, guys. <laughs> yeah, I bet. <laughs> I don't think anyone to this day, till this day has came up to me with the fact how much they dislike what I do or my videos or because I mean you'll get I get comments all the time right I get comments yeah. you know and people saying this and that about me and it's like but no one has ever told me in person and it's like why are, oh, hold on I because no one has courage they always do everything online or behind their back I don't understand that 
thing. I mean, they're not your friends, they're strangers or they're like, you know, acquaintances and like, they don't want to help you. There's just more like being negative or judgmental. I mean, you're, they're not God, they shouldn't be judging. There's no point. No one's perfect. Yeah, um, no way is, I agree. Everyone has skeletons in their closet. Everyone has made mistakes. Everyone, everyone, everybody. So why yes. is it that you try to shun somebody for doing something that they messed up on? Why? It's I like, think it's because they're, they're, something is flawed in them because, and the thing is like, if someone keeps doing it all the time and nobody's like, you know, put, you know, putting the, align them into the right path, you know, they're going to, it's going to be, it's going to be a habit of them talking crap. So I just think that's why I always preach that like, hey, just talk, you know, stop it. Like if you see it happen, stop it. Like it shouldn't be happening. There's no point. It, to my, from what I've read, it's a drug. It's a drug mm -hmm. to talk about bad about people negativity is a drug it honestly is like interesting you start, you start talking bad about somebody and somebody else joins along and then both of you guys are talking bad about like, yeah dude this and that you know blah 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 but it's psychologically it's like a you feel good when you talk bad about somebody because you just feel like man i'm, I'm better than them. holy crap no nah. <laughs> that's crazy to me i can't i feel bad when it sometimes slips like i'm not i'm human and it, when that, i was like oh i feel bad like i know that she's gonna come back to me i know it is i don't like it yeah. no don't like it yeah. <laughs> i completely agree i like i'm saying bad something and i catch myself i'm like you know what I, i'm gonna step away from this like like i'll say my piece like hey maybe you should do this and talk to the person right yeah. but i'll never like like, damn that person sucks and he needs to do this they are not on the check they need to do this i wish everyone the best to be honest that's that's my thing same here i wish you know i'm, I'm the same way but um but then the the sassiness comes through if they talk crap about me it's like okay hell no don't wish you the best bro heady on you that's what i'd be thinking but <laughs> yeah just kidding <laughs> okay so you transitioned out of the military and tell us about that um how, what how has it been transitioning out? uh like i said it wasn't like i said before it was not good it was very difficult um, um maybe because i'm i'm not at home maybe if i was like in new york uh, with my family it would have been a little bit easier transition because i have people i know i'm i'm in california and i'm only here with my husband and my son so it's, you know they you know they're they're doing their thing their school and work so i don't have that you know support system so i think if anybody getting out they should have that support system it'll make it a little bit easier um and, it, and I know a lot of people I've been talking to online, honestly, that were friends and they helped me uh, with their advice saying that you need, you know, you need to find your purpose. And um, I know my, my purpose right now I, and my goals, because this is the first time I'm going to lie, I've been writing goals down. Like I never did that before, but I've been listing them out, plan A, plan B, plan C. And it's just, um, so for me, my, my uh, thing that made it better for me was school. Um, I started in August and I actually enjoy it. I'm like, oh, I'm learning. Oh, this is so fun. And it's just, it's been uh, something that I would love waking up to go to do. Yeah. That, that's really awesome. Honestly, <laughs> I think, holy crap, I think this podcast or this video can help a lot of people because there's always going to be transitioning people. There are always going to be people that are lost. And it's just about finding your purpose. Yes. It's, literally when once you find your purpose and something that you can do and and you craft 
you just all your energy goes to it it's like a baby you're just like this is my baby i want to i want to make it grow i want to feed it you know? yeah most but, definitely and i think it, it all boils down to trying different things trying getting yes i agree with you that's true um i feel like uh and plus like the, we have to uh, everything is gonna be kind of different than a marine corps honestly to a certain extent but yeah i definitely i like i want to go out and do more but right now my f main focus is you know obviously school and i'm actually like studying more and i'm, I'm fully invested in it but uh definitely I, I i agree about doing things or even going out more because sometimes i'm gonna lie there's people that have been trying to invite me places and i'm like i don't want to go i want to be staying home i'm sad <laughs> and like I, i'm not used to being a you know civilian yet this is so weird um so then like i know i need to do that more in order to be uh be good and then and that's like an honest you know self-reflection <laughs> but um yeah i think it's crucial to do that it's i promise you that is the best thing you can do if anyone that's listening out there is go out meet new people talk to people talk to civilians just i think like that's the best way to do it is is just getting comfortable talking to civilians because with marines you can talk to them like hey what's up hey how are we doing hey raw you know good to go hey freaking devil dog how's it going good to go <laughs> all that craziness right but you know now that i've transitioned out and i've been really putting myself into like all these business classes all these you know uh, social meetings i'm i'm detaching myself from that and more or less like hey you know how are you nice to meet you awesome you know my name is Armando nice to meet you awesome how's your day going wow okay you know you're more you know it, it's more not robotic I think that's yeah the <laughs> that's funny yeah you kind of have to because now you'll like go crazy honestly um I've been talking to um uh veterans at my school and they is relatable uh what they go through so I was kind of happy because we were like, oh my God, yeah, this is happening to me, happening to you. Like we were, it's kind of, that also helps me, you know, you know, move forward is talking to other veterans. I mean, I, I never met them before. I met them at the, at the school, obviously. And it's just, it's been making it easier, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Well, shoot. I know we're about 40 minutes in. I got a bunch of missed calls. People think I'm dead. Oh, wow. <laughs> hey, I really enjoy this podcast, Donna. I think what you're doing is amazing. You're picking yourself back up. You're going to school. You're not letting life kick you down. That's amazing. Okay. Um, can you hear me? Yeah. You saw me. You're like, uh, it started going down. <laughs> oh, but keep doing you. I think you're doing a really great job. And keep your head up because you're not alone. You're not. Even Nava, the freaking beast, whatever. Beast, guy yeah. <laughs> guy with the, all the social media following the companies on all this crap i went through the same struggle we're all in the same boat but guess what we're doing we're still here still here yep we're still striving and the people that are probably making fun of us because we got out guess what buddy you're gonna get out yeah it's gonna happen you're probably gonna listen to this podcast when you get out because this podcast <laughs> can't be labeled you know veteran you know type of advice when you get out right it's a joke right now to some people but they'll they'll really appreciate this um yes. but uh, any closing words you want to tell to the audience the people out there listening um 
I don't like when people put pressure on me. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Um, well, for people trying to be veterans or um, I don't know what to say about it. Yeah, for, for DIs that are going to be transitioning out soon. Oh, that's going to be a very uh, hard thing because, you know, just know that you're so used to running marathons every single day or half marathons every single day, whatever, and all of a sudden you're just, boom, stopped. It's going to be very difficult and you're going to be like angry all the time and want to blast people. That's happened before. Um, and <laughs> so just just know that you can't do that and obviously try to relax and woosa, whatever, have that, like I said, that family support system and other veterans to help you um, ease uh, the transition um, path, you could say, to become a civilian. So that's why I will tell them. Yeah. Well, there you guys have it. There you have it. Donna, thank you once again. What is your Instagram where they can follow you at? I'll be D-A-T Prima Donna. So it's Dad Prima Donna. Yeah. That, but Dad. Dad, yeah. So if you're listening to this right now, once again, only thing I ask is for you guys to rate the podcast five stars. And if you truly enjoyed it, please leave a comment. And once again, give her a follow. And Donna, you have a great day. Thank you once again. And we'll see you potentially on the next episode. Thank you.